Tennessee has to forfeit their wins from 2019 and 2020. DeAndre Hopkins is coming to play in the South. Which college have the best wide receiver core in 2019? What's next for the NFC East if top running backs don't get a deal? Can we build a defense with players from Arkansas? It might be July, but we've got a football-focused episode on this episode of Jake's Take. Let's go! What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I am your host, Jacob Sorman, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake's Take 14. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christy. Hi! And you can find her on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads at Christy Marie underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. Your home for all sports and different forms and variety. Well, Christy, we're in the middle of July. And honestly, I thought it would be really slow with some news in regards to football. But this is actually probably one of our more jam-packed scripts for football. Yeah, and we like the first point the best, I think. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, obviously, in honor of SEC media days, and we'll talk more about Paul Feinbaum being an idiot later, <laughs> but it is important for us to discuss that Tennessee is once again at the root cause of everything. So the world is turning again. You know, it used to be that Tennessee would always be in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. It's it's coming back to it. Yeah, and I think we were kind of all waiting for this to happen. We just weren't sure what all it was going to involve. No, absolutely. I mean, I think with this, so obviously, long story short, a few years ago, Jeremy Pruitt was the head coach at Tennessee. He was not a good head coach at Tennessee, which is crazy because he was a terrific defensive coordinator at Georgia and Alabama. Mm -hmm. He then was fired. And then towards the time before he was fired, it was found out that he was recruiting players and potential students using money in bags of McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And I mean, he was just, he was paying for like their cars, like helping them put down payments on their cars. I know one of the moms reached out because she needed help paying medical bills. So it wasn't just like handing bags of money either. It was some other shady things. And it just was, you know, stuff that you've heard about one or two coaches doing, but not the head coach. Right. And it sound, it really was just a mess. So with this, Tennessee has to vacate their wins from 2019 and 2020. There weren't that many wins to begin with, so. No, it was uh, only 11. But yeah, the thing only 11. That I, yeah, but the thing that hurts because of this is that they drop from the top 10 in the all-time wins list. That is true, and mm-hmm. it will take them some time because they had – here's the thing. From really about 2007 until about really now, yeah, they weren't a good, consistent winning program. They, they weren't, and that's why being on that list kind of meant so much. I mean, they were number 10, and now they're number 11, but – they're definitely going to have to work their way back up. No, absolutely. And then, I mean, who knows? You know, obviously Josh Heupel said that he's mm-hmm. glad that they didn't get a bull ban. They almost had a bull ban. I feel like they should have. But also, I mean, Josh Heupel's there to kind of like fix the mistakes. But also, I feel like with this, I still think that Tennessee 
you know, they're still so far away. You know, they always think that they're back. They yeah. thought this way with Derek Dooley. They thought this way with Butch Jones. They thought this way with Jeremy Pruitt. They've had one good season. It's just a small sample size. Yeah. And, you know, everyone said last year it was Tennessee's year and they went downhill real fast. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I think you called it, actually. I think you called that they peaked. Yeah, I did. <laughs> So really with this, I mean, you know, they have to vacate their wins. Like you said, they go down from 10 to 11 in rankings. They almost had a bull ban. Jeremy Pruitt has a six-year show clause, which means that he cannot coach in the NCAA for six years. Right. And, I mean, there's a, like, little thing. Like, he can, but if someone were to hire him, there would be a bunch of penalties. And one would be, like, he would be suspended for the first year. So, I'm not sure why you would even think about hiring him. Yeah. So, there goes the idea of Jeremy Pruitt coming back to Alabama. I know you wanted that, and I did not. No, I know <laughs> so I'm you not did. Heartbroken. Because... Well, I liked him as our defensive coordinator. He did a great job, and he went to Alabama, but this is, you know, bad. But obviously with this, I mean, you know, I think Tennessee will be – they'll be fine. I mean, yeah. you know, every school has their bad days. I mean, Alabama had a scandal, but obviously, you know, you and I were, like, in elementary school, so we didn't <laughs> right. think it. Yeah, no, I don't think Tennessee is going to suffer too much from this. I mean, obviously, the past is in the past. I think they had kind of moved on already once they hired Josh Heupel. Yeah, so, I mean, I think with this, the only way you, they can really go is up. Yep. But speaking of the state of Tennessee, we have some surprising news in regards to DeAndre Hopkins, and it breaks both of our hearts. Uh, it did, and I feel like this is kind of the underdog team that no one was kind of looking at. I feel like you have to have a point there. So with this, DeAndre Hopkins has agreed to join the Tennessee Titans, but I wanted him to be Mac Jones number one target. Uh, trust me, I did too. I I had the Bills or the Patriots as the top runners, but that didn't happen. But to say things first as a team from the South in the small market, oh my gosh, the South <laughs> actually did something. They did. They're rebuilding. So really with this, and it's funny because I saw this graphic when I was at the gym earlier today where it said that with the wide receivers on the Tennessee Titans, not, not only does DeAndre Hopkins have the most touchdown receptions, but the second person on that list was Mike Vrabel. And Mike Vrabel <laughs> hasn't played since, I believe, 2009. Right. So I just thought that was something I had to really point out there. But I mean, wh well, what do we think of the signing? Aside from, you know, obviously we wish he went to Mac Jones, but. I like it. A lot of people are saying like he just signed his death wish, but I don't think so. I think he's going to get some more, I don't know, some more good numbers and stats through this. I, I don't know that we'll, he'll make it to a playoff game with the Titans, but it's definitely a good relief for Derrick Henry. Um, it's going to give whoever they pick as quarterback, Levis or Tannehill, another target. But I don't think it's his death wish. I don't think so either. I mean, the Titans need more, more offense. But let's look mm -hmm. at this. You know, here were the contenders right here. You have the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And really with the Kansas City Chiefs, as long as you have Travis Kelsey and Patty Mahomes, you're fine. You right. are going to have 
a great offense, so there's nothing really to worry about. You have the Buffalo Bills, and I feel like this one was kind of one that was mentioned in passing. Oh, yeah, we might get him or we might <laughs> not, but this was kind of a toss-up. You had the Philadelphia Eagles, which I think someone on Twitter said, oh, imagine if Smitty, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard, and D. Hopper together. And I don't think that really f- fell into place, but also no. the Eagles don't need any more wide receivers. But I don't think they had any more money. <laughs> no. And then there was talk about the Panthers, which didn't make really sense after you know they signed Adam Thielen. And then you had the Patriots. So really the two spots that made the most sense were the Patriots and the Titans. The Patriots, I feel like it came down to the relationship between him and Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And I don't think that relationship ever, you know, got fixed. Yeah. And I can definitely see that. So, I mean, I think with this, you know, obviously it's still early. I'm sure the Patriots might bring in another wide receiver for Mac. But with this, I mean, this is a good signing for the Titans. I mean, he's going to be a great mentor for Traylon Burks. They need more offense because really mm-hmm. most of these players, aside from Derrick Henry, nobody knows who they are. <laughs> right. And I think they still need to focus on their offensive line to provide protection for their I mean, everybody. No, I definitely agree. But with a follow-up question here, could this help them win or make some noise in the AFC South? Maybe make some noise, but you still got the Jaguars in there, so I'm not sure that they'll come out on top. I mean, especially with the Jaguars, they just signed Evan Ingram to Mm -hmm. an extension which I know New York Giants fans are not a fan of because he didn't do anything his last year in New York. But I could see them making some noise. We got a roof for the Texans. I mean, you know, the Alabama Crimson Texans. Yes, I don't know that this will be their year, but they're definitely a team to watch. Oh, absolutely. And then... The Colts, I, I would love to see the Colts. I feel like, you know, you always kind of have to root for the Colts. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, with this right here, it's really too early to tell. But, you know, we've got the South making some noise, which is great. Now maybe, you know, the Falcons will make a move <laughs> too. You keep wishing every episode. <laughs> for the Falcons to make a move? They, they should. Yeah. They haven't done anything. I know. Aside from, you know, that quarterback Netflix series where yeah. they put Marcus Mariota <laughs> on there. I know him beside Travis, uh, um, not Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's it, odd. It why? <laughs> you know, you, I understand Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a great yeah. quarterback. I, I have him on my fantasy team and he's, you know, very great to have. I recommend drafting him in the, you know, seventh round if he's there. <laughs> But Marcus Mariota got benched. <laughs> yeah, I. the only reason I can think they picked him is because he had the time to film. Oh, he had to. He had to have the availability somewhere. But moving on to our next point, it is time for a Jake's Take Debate. So I don't know why I've been seeing this on Twitter because it's been going on for a while. And it's been four years since this year. But... There has been this debate that 
there are three colleges who obviously had great wide receivers, but one of them had the best group of wide receivers, and it came down between LSU, Alabama, and Ohio State. First and foremost, who put Ohio State on here? And I don't even know how this is still a debate. Like, it has been proven with all kinds of stats. Well, it's not just stats. It's also how many wide receivers were drafted from LSU and how many were drafted from Alabama. I looked at the graphic from the 2019 LSU season. Now, I'm not going to doubt that in 2019, they had terrific season and they had terrific wide receivers and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Then you had Terrace Marshall. And then you had two other wide receivers who they will put on there and say, yeah, these five are great. And no one's heard of those five. <laughs> Whereas in 2019, you had Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and a freshman who didn't play much by John Mechie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a picture, you know, you see it all the time of all of those players with their names on their jerseys. Like, I don't know how you can compete with that. I don't either, because here's what happened. In 2018, Jerry Judy won the Blitnikoff mm-hmm. Award. The next year, I believe Jamar Chase won it. In 2020, Devontae Smith won it. Right. So to have two bookended wide receivers win, and then Smitty obviously won the Heisman, mm-hmm. and he was drafted in the top 10. Jalen Waddle was drafted in the top 10. And then that was also, you know, the case with, I believe, Henry Ruggs was drafted in the first round. And obviously, you know, we know what had happened. But all four of those starters in that picture were drafted in the first round. One has made it to the Super Bowl. One is a pro bowler. And one, sadly, has having quarterback consistency issues in Denver. And I know that with, you know, LSU receivers in Justin Jefferson, terrific receiver, pro bowler, and, you know, definitely a great pick. Jamar Chase, I believe, rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Ohio State. And in 2019, you had Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. You had a few other players. And they were great. But where did they come from? You know, where are What's next? Is Georgia going to come in and say, oh, we wanted to be a part of this too? No, no. Be quiet, Georgia. You already complained about enough stuff. Right. Like when I was writing down these names, I could write down the LSU names and the Alabama names. I had to Google the Ohio State ones. I had to I know. Had to I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where it came from. I rem- They had a terrific season. I mean, they made it and lost in the semifinals, but still, it was just very random for me. To see that someone said, "Oh, well, what's what about the Ohio State? What, what about them? You know, I, they're, they're good now." Yeah, I think that's what Ohio State always does. They insert themselves into these conversations. Oh, so they're the new Georgia. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, I mean, I guess in a sense, Ohio State. What's next? Maybe they want to be in the SEC. Please, please no. We we <laughs> no. are full. <laughs> yeah, no room. Unless you all want to take Missouri. <laughs> But moving on to our next point, which is in regards to the NFC East. You know, we never really talk about the NFC East. But right now, it's looking like the Cowboys and the Giants are 
having some trouble signing their starting running backs to a long-term deal. Yeah, and I think it's kind of their way of protesting. Well, here's the thing that I think about with the Giants. They just paid a boatload of money to Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Do they have any money for Saquon? Yeah, I mean, obviously not the amount he wants. So, and Saquon has stated that he is willing to sit out and wait until he gets paid. I'm all for player rights and players standing up. But here's the thing. This offense is not built to just be around Daniel Jones doing everything. This is not Tom Brady. Yeah, and it's kind of sad for the Giants because, I mean, they are coming off with some momentum from the playoff game they had. I mean, they made a trade for Darren Waller. That was Mm -hmm. true. That's a big move. And, you know, getting him is awesome. But let's just take a look at the roster for their skill positions when it comes down to who they have. And let's see if we recognize these names. So, obviously, we've got Saquon, who might be there, who might not be. Matt Mm -hmm. Breida. Um, Eric Gray, who's a rookie, and at wide receivers, you've got Paris Campbell, Jamison Crowder, Isaiah Hodgins, Jalen Wyatt, a rookie, Colin Johnson, Jaden Mickens, Khalil Pimpleton, Makai Polk, Wendell Robinson, Sterling Shepard, David Sills, big fan of him, and Darius Slayton. And then for tight end, you've got a bunch of other guys and Darren Waller. A lot of those guys aren't pro bowlers. Actually, most of them aren't pro bowlers. Right. That means most of them are names that I've never heard. So I think with this, the important thing is they need to pay Saquon because he is a big part of their offense. And I mean, also, he's dynamic in the run game and the pass game. Yeah, but I don't think it's just a Giants problem. I think right now in the NFL – They're not exactly holding the running back position super high. I mean, if you look at all the people that were released, you had Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, some of the best. Well, Austin Eckler demanded a trade, and eventually he got his contract. But, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, too, for example. Mm -hmm. But then even looking at the Cowboys situation, you know, their running back backups are Malik Davis and Ronald Jones. And then at wide receiver, you've got Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, mm-hmm. Jalen Tolbert, Kevontae Turpin. And it looks a little bit better here, but still, I mean, there are some concerns here. Now, is it worth paying the running backs the money they deserve? Now, as an Alabama fan, I'm going to say yes because of the running backs we've seen come out of there. But in the NFL, I don't, I just don't think that position is being highly sought after right now. Well, I think it should be, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just really important to me. But even Derrick Henry, I mentioned something about the importance of having a running back in the NFL. Yeah. And I totally agree, but I think there's a shift obviously in quarterbacks who are running more. So I think that's affecting it. And then just the wide receiver talent right now. 
Well, that could be it. But maybe it's just also something where people are looking at it and saying, well, here's what we should do or here's what okay. I'm thinking. And I can understand that. But at the same time, I also look at it as, well, you know, the game might be changing, but you'll always need a running back. I mean, how many times yeah. did you and I scream at Bill O'Brien <laughs> to run the ball and he didn't? <laughs> uh, Yeah, lots of memories last season. So I think with this, you know, we'll just kind of have to see what happens here. But I think with it, you know, they should definitely pay them more. The East is expected to be more competitive. It's not anything in regards to, oh, well, let's see what happens this year. I mean, the Eagles are expected to be more competitive. The Cowboys think every year is their year. And obviously, I know that with you being from outside of D.C., you don't want to believe the commanders are going to be competitive but they might be they have a new owner uh, yeah we say that every year maybe maybe this year <laughs> but we'll just have to see but moving on to our final point we're going to continue our trend of building a team but this time we're going to build a defense with arkansas players I, okay i did not like this one i have to be honest with you i didn't either i know i made it harder because we don't know a lot of these players. I'm looking no. at this more and more, <laughs> and I don't know a lot them. of these players. Okay, I did know one of them. And I have to tell you, like, I went way back in the day. I think that's okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, me starting off, we got to go with a pride of the state of Alabama, Trey Flowers at one defensive end. Okay. And then we have to go with Dietrich Wise at the other defensive end, who's still with the Patriots. Yes. <laughs> and with defensive tackle, that one was definitely a little tough for me. I feel like I had to go with Marcus Harrison, even though I don't really mm-hmm. think he played much there. At linebacker, I know he just got drafted. And I know people are going to be a little confused. But I have to go with Drew Sanders, former Alabama legend Drew Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Then we've got Dre Greenlaw there. And then I think with it, you know, like you, like we said, it did get a little bit harder, especially, you know, when we had to keep going back, actually, never mind. I take it back. We can go with Jamal Anderson instead for one of the DNs because he was really terrific there. Um, And then, so with the other linebacker, I'm going to go with Quinton caver another (laughs) alabama product (laughs) you know that's where my mindset is always yes i feel like you just picked them from the state of alabama (laughs) someone has to (laughs) at defensive back we're just going to do two defensive backs for now i've got tevin mitchell and then let's also go with Chris Houston. Okay. Yeah, this defense is probably going to be really bad. <laughs> so All right. This, we didn't have this defense matches. is going to be really bad. So your turn. <laughs> All right. So my defensive ends, I had Chris Smith and Billy Ray Smith Jr. And defensive tackle Dick Bumpus. That's the one I. That's the one I knew. <laughs> and then Henry Ford. Um, two linebackers, I had Jermaine Petty and Tony Bua. My DBs, I had Ahmad Carroll and Kenoy Kennedy. 
And then safeties, I had Ken Hamlin and Tremaine Thomas. Good looking group. I also cannot believe we forgot Steve Atwater, one of the best defensive backs of all time, that's but that's okay. <laughs> well, I think with this, we've learned a few things. One, we can either build a really great team, or two, we cannot build anything. Or yeah, please do not ever that. put us in charge of drafting. No, <laughs> at least not in Arkansas. <laughs> no, but I mean, we also could have put Pat Summerall. Well, he was a kicker, so he could be yeah. our special team. But yeah. next time we can build an offense with other players from the SEC. And I know that we'll probably do better than that because we've done better at that in the past. We have. <laughs> but that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. You can find this episode on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music. We're basically on all podcast platforms. As always, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Threads, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, JakeSilb14, or my personal Twitter, at Slates by Jake. You can follow Christy on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, still weird to say, <laughs> at Christy Marie underscore double zero. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. You're home for all sports and different forms of variety. Be sure to check them out. We've always got some great stuff. We've got some great merch. And get excited because we're only eight Sundays away from the NFL coming back. Yay. So I'm so excited. And it'll be great to spend seven hours watching football. <laughs> As always, drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe, share this with your friends. We greatly appreciate all the support y'all have given us over the past year and a half. It truly means a lot, and we're so excited to make more content. And as always, continue to be great. Be the best version of you can be. Bring smiles into this world. Be a light in the world. The world is still a very scary and interesting place. And as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care. Bye.